everybody, and welcome to Two Man Game right here on Claves Online. I'm Bob Ramsey. That is Matt Rocchio. Glad you're with us. Um, got a number of things to talk about as now we're uh, we've jumped full force into the NBA playoffs. But first, uh, college basketball news. Since we've been on uh, we've been on Claves Online a couple of days ago, um, I think inarguably the greatest coaching performance of the last decade and arguably one of the best two or three of the last 20 years, Jay Wright of Villanova, um, who has built an incredible program in Philadelphia, has retired. Um, a bit of a shock in days, and I'm, this is not a criticism, but in days where, yeah, I'm going to retire and let's do the victory lap and do all of that. This is the guy that said, okay, see what's happening. I'm done. Um my thoughts, Rock, are speculative, um, but I feel pretty comfortable in saying a guy who really figured out how to truly build a program brick by brick now sees that every spring all of the players are going to be coming in and say, I'm going to need X amount of money to play next year. And that's a world that he doesn't want to live in. Yeah, I mean, and just – Man, you have to respect the idea of just being like, yeah, I'm 60 years old. I got two championships in the pocket, not to mention a lot of money there, too. I'm going to go, you know, chill on a TV job and, and, and take it a little easy uh, and not and not deal with the grind of having to re-recruit kids every year in an even more expansive way than I've had to already over the last, like, you know, 10 years of my coaching career. So, yeah. All respect to him. Uh, he owns, I think, maybe the coldest moment in all of sports um, when Chris Jenkins hit the three-pointer to beat North Carolina, and he said, bang, as it's, like, on his fingertips, and he doesn't react. He doesn't jump around. He just, like, goes boom, and then just, as he walks okay. away, in a navy blue pinstripe suit, just, like, the most the most sports gangster thing we've seen in a long time. It was the Total coldest chill. moment in the moment. I, I, I love it chill. so much. People around him had frost on their eyebrows. That's how chilly it was. Like, it was great. I mean, that like no one has ever channeled like Showtime Pat Riley <laughs> more than more than Jay Wright in that moment, and it was it was it was just as cold. And I mean, so I mean, I, I love Jay Wright, and, and you yep. know what he was able to build the Villanova, like you said, it, it's it's going to be tough to see people do that. It's going to be interesting to see if if we ever see a team able to build like that. But I mean, I mean, two championships in three in a three year span at one point, just incredible what he did. You know, just gets to walk off now. He's going to hand it off to one of his guys. Obviously, you know, a, a tough shot to lose Jay Wright if you're Villanova. But I mean, God, Fordham—you—you you, you just gotta—you gotta feel for that fan base. You, you get some momentum. You're like, okay, you know, it wasn't the best year, but clearly we got something going here with this coach. And then immediately, bang, he—he he leaves for his dream job, and you can't blame him for that. Obviously, they—they they paved the way for it. Just, you know, it, it's crazy how the dominoes fall. Yeah, it really is. And uh, not to be too cynical about this new world we we're in, I, I'm at the point where I don't think that um, facilities even matters anymore, whether it's Fordham or LaSalle or pick a dump around the country, as long as you're paying players, doesn't matter. Maybe the days of keeping up with the Joneses with new facilities is gone. Completely different game. Yeah. Maybe you got to keep up in a different way. 
Yeah, exactly right. Let's let's get to the anyway. We, well, there we is well, there's the other there is the real positive here. He's going to go to TV, and that, that means he's going to be back to wearing suits. And for that we can all be, for that we can all be thankful because I understood why he he pioneered the move to the casual. You know he, he didn't want to be sporting a ten thousand dollars suit when his assistants you know weren't able to weren't able to come up to the same level. And completely reasonable. I actually respect him a lot for that. But now it's TV, so like I can't wait to see the game he brings on it. I, I, it's gonna be awesome. He is smooth yes, with he a is. V. There you go. Smooth. There you go. Um, Let's go to the NBA and let's start last night. Let's do it. And let's start with the Boston Celtics. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we've been talking about Brooklyn all year long, even when they were down trying to fight their way into the playoffs to getting Kyrie Irving playing games and all those things, the big trade. Uh, Boston is working them over. Yeah. I mean, the other, the other thing we talk about is Boston's defense and just the the individual defense. And really, we talked about this before. You, you've you talked about how much of defense really is when it comes down to it, just effort. And you see it every single possession with the Boston Celtics. And that's been the most impressive part is just every single possession. I mean, I Al Horford looked like he was on his last leg last year. For him to come back a year later and, and be a huge – part of their defense in, in helping stymie the best scorer you know maybe that's you know that god ever put on this earth and in kevin durant and you know they they're doing this without robert williams the third when i honestly thought when they lost him i was essentially i was with a lot of the people who were saying you know this could be it for them if he can't come back and even against the nets the potentially the worst matchup They've just subbed in a new. They've just subbed in a new person in Al Horford, who you wouldn't expect to be able to step in for a guy like Robert Williams III, and they're just absolutely just stymieing him. It's it's unbelievable what they've been able to do to Kevin Durant. Obviously, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, they have a lot to do for that. But you got You got to give credit to Ime Udoka, and you got to give credit to that scheme because that defense is all. It's it's one of the best ever at you know being connected on a string. And when one guy moves, another guy moves with it, and, and it's perfect in that way. And what they're doing against the Nets is, is picture perfect. And you got to give some credit to the Nets too. Bruce Brown was doing an incredible job uh, defending Jason Tatum, held him to 0-4, you know, just him guarding him. They held him to 0-5 to start the game, and he eventually was able to work in a much better game. But the, the Nets are trying. The guys who are there are trying. But yeah. the Celtics just right now have a game plan that is unbeatable right now. So then let's move on to Toronto, where with the overtime win, Philadelphia has all but locked this one up. And uh, Toronto's given the effort, but but Joel Embiid and Harden and Maxi, it, it's just too much. Yeah, they've been able to give Harden a little bit fits like like we thought they would, but Maxi has just been been an X factor that I, I don't think teams have been able to account for. Fred Van Vliet's just got to do so much offensively. You know, he can't he can't give too much, and you just have to put. You constantly got to be throwing a second body at Embiid when he's in the post, so you can't really throw too many good defenders. And eventually, a guy like Maxi's gonna start working you over. Because as much as you people want to clown on Harden, if you don't put you know one of your best players on him, he's going to cook you. And Scotty Barnes missing game two obviously hurt them. But I mean, just what Embiid was able to do last night in overtime—it's a dumb shot at the end of the game. You know, Charles Barkley, Sha- Shaquille O'Neal—if you were uh, watching the coverage—they were hating on the shot for very good reason. It was a dumb shot at the end of regulation, but what he was able to do in overtime—and and man, isn't it fascinating, Rammer? Now, I mean, you watch one of the best players ever 
at, at getting the ball on the elbow and then going to work in Carl Malone. And now you see Joel Embiid. He make, he gets position on the elbow, but then when he catches it, as he catches it, he takes that step out to the three-point line. And now he's going to go to work from the three-point line. It's just the evolution of the game of basketball yes. from what an entry pass to the elbow used to mean in, 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 in you know 1995 and what it means now. It's completely different. That's great analysis, Rock. That is great analysis. And um, it, it makes these guys um, – it makes them when they're on absolutely unstoppable. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, a seven footer. Hit, yeah, do. a seven footer hit a hit a deep three point shot, uh, a catch and shoot three point shot off an inbounds play to win a playoff game. That's just that's that's wild where we're at. Um, you know, you know, again, it's not an it's not a uh, postseason shouldn't matter, but I think that's your MVP hitting that shot. And I'm not saying that because he hit it. I'm just saying that's the MVP hitting that shot last night. It was very impressive. Yeah. So now, and then, then you take a look at what happened in Milwaukee. Milwaukee easily could have come back and won that game, Rock. Their last couple of minutes of play was actually inside, most of it was inside the last minute, just a disaster. Yeah, that's just, you, you don't expect that to happen when the team has the playoff experience that the Bucks have. That's the, that's just the things that aren't supposed to happen. That's what a team like the Bulls, who haven't seen the playoffs very much with Lonzo and Levine and and even guys like Patrick Williams who are important, you know, those guys haven't seen the playoffs. DeMar Rosen has. Um, but a lot of those guys haven't. You expect them to be the one that fall apart in that situation. So kind of shocking there. Again, I think that game's indicative of why we were so impressed by the Bulls early on in the season. The defense, Alex Caruso yeah. kind of being this, this defensive maestro in a Draymond Green-esque way more on the wing, uh, the way he kind of conducts the defense, and then and then DeMar DeRozan is hitting those shots. The, the, and now the big question is, we saw over the course of the season, the defense cracked a little bit because Lonzo wasn't healthy and Caruso can only do so much. And DeMar DeRozan couldn't have those games game in and game out. So across a seven game series, do we see the same kind of, you know, timeline play out where maybe they get a couple here because those things break their way, but eventually the cracks show up there, a couple shots go off the rim and eventually Milwaukee's able to close it out, which I think is what we're going to happen. I just think we were maybe a little bit raw, maybe underestimated, the experience that winning in the first half kind of gave the Bulls, and maybe this one does go six instead. Milwaukee's got to be smarter, Rock, and they got to yeah. make some shots. They at the end of the game they got a couple of stops and just kept throwing bricks up, and then still had a chance on the last Bulls offensive possession, stopped them twice, but couldn't get the rebound, and and it, it, the Bulls kept it, uh, kept the offensive rebound. You can defend your butt off, but if you don't get the rebound, you've wasted it. Yeah, and and I, and I think at that point, I think it. I don't think Lopez was in at that point, and and, and that's kind of been in what we've seen. Yeah, you, you saw it in Memphis. You've seen it in Memphis, Minnesota. You've seen it now with the Bucks series as well. The big men are getting played off the floor like they always do. Some teams are able to make it happen. You can still play them in moments, but teams are still able to. It's just it's it's the weirdest thing in the NBA. It ha- it doesn't happen at all in the regular season, and then teams think, okay, hey, we figured it out. We we figured out a drop coverage that allows us not to get murdered uh, every game, and then and then immediately. Three games into the first round of the playoffs, teams are abandoning drop coverage. They're cutting minutes on the on the fives that can't play out on the wing on the wing, and I think you're seeing that a little bit there. And that leads to tonight's first game, Memphis at Minnesota. We talked about it when Minnesota beat them in Game One, and we said 
Adams Adams can't play that game against those guys. And then in game two, what did he play? Three minutes, six minutes, something. He, he, they realized, okay, during the regular season, he could beat guys yep. up, and but it's a different animal now, yep. and he can't play in that. And uh, I thought it was a gutsy move and obviously the right move for Memphis. How do they go tonight in Minnesota? I have to assume it'll be similar. Yeah, they, they switched like crazy. Uh, they attacked screens, and it just completely changed how they were able to play them. Uh, John Morant's defense has been uh, completely different uh, here in the playoffs than it yeah. was a lot of the regular season. I think that, again, is a is kind of a point to your effort thing. You know, he's a, he's a guy who had to lead his scoring, and his team was obviously able to win games without him, so he was he didn't maybe have to put his foot on the gas on defense as much, and he understood that he, he could he, he could feel that. But now it's completely different. Now he's got to put his foot on the gas, and we we're seeing him do that uh, I think we I expect to see a lot of the same like you said go small make sure Carl Anthony Towns cannot kill you there on the outside the question is I still think this comes down to you know is Anthony Edwards gonna just you know out duel John Morant and that's why tonight's gonna be a lot of fun to watch I don't think he can they but Carl Anthony Towns I think is the key who do you like tonight I think we're going to see Memphis really kind of push it onto, onto the Timberwolves. I think we're going to see one more win from them. Memphis right now, can they counter – or Minnesota, can they counter the move from the Grizzlies pulling Adams off the floor? Now that they have a way to attack the smaller lineups, is Carl Anthony Towns – you know, instead of playing on the perimeter more in those first couple games, going to now bang in the post, you get you get Jaron Jackson Jr. in foul trouble early. Either Memphis has got to go super small, and then Carlina Towns has to continue to push them, or he forces Stephen Adams back out there, and now it's back to the game you want to play. Either way, you're you're, you're right. As much as I want to see Anthony Edwards go, go off tonight, Carlina Towns has to be aggressive early, and that'll dictate how Memphis has to play him. Yeah, he's got to show him you can't stop me. Yeah. Out of my home court and dominate. And then Jaron Jackson Jr. It's like, hey, yeah. hey, yeah, you can run with me, but can you can you bang with me in the post and not get called for fouls? Yep, yep. Dallas at Utah. I don't know. I don't have a handle on this. No idea. <laughs> I, it, the only thing the only thing I have is that Rudy is, is that that's another situation where the centers are getting pulled out. Rudy Gobert's a little bit different. He's better on the perimeter than a yeah. Stephen Adams. Um, is undeniably better on the perimeter than those guys or Brooke Lopez, but he still gets beat at times because he, they're not able to do anything once he gets pulled out of there. That's the biggest difference. He can he can better than those guys, still gets killed by certain guys. He can do it better, but then there's just no defense behind him. And as soon as he goes to the bench, it's it's a, it's you know a, a layup line uh, after he goes to the bench because there's just no defense behind him. You know. That's the one key. We've talked about this before with the Suns last year. We've talked about it before going into this year. How much? When, what, when does depth matter in the playoffs? Right. Well, we can debate wing depth a lot and, one, and how, much, how much more important one-on-one is and shortening the bench. The bench might get shortened to eight, but damn well bet you one of those three is a backup five who can guard the freaking rim, and there's nothing there right now with, with the Jazz. And so Rudy Gobert can try his best, but they're, the Mavericks are sneaky deep, and I, I think they're going to keep this – you know, their foot on the pedal here. I think this one's going seven and, and I'm with you. I, I don't know in game seven, who's walking away yet. I don't either. And then uh, the nightcap this evening, uh, by the way, this is a no commercial TV night. You have three basketball games, back awesome. to back to back. 
and you got Cardinal baseball, and you got Blues hockey. Yeah. There's not a reason to watch a commercial tonight. No, it's going to be fantastic. So, Golden State, though, that is must-see television. Jordan Poole is saying, hey, I'm one of the guys. I, You know, we've we've said Curry and Clay and Draymond. Yeah, he's the, we've talked know, about it. Rammer, he's the, he's the pool for the Splash Brothers. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Jump into the pool. Yeah, there you um, go. He, uh, what he's doing, and is this this is this who this guy is going to be? Is it a uh, uh, back to the pool thing? Is it one time splash where he's red hot? Uh, I don't he's know. The real deal. But yeah, they're going to the ride deal. it. They're going to ride it, and this series is going to be short. Yeah, I don't know if he's I don't know if he's maybe this, you know, to this level the rest of his career, but I mean no, he's the real deal. He he's he's a borderline all-star, you know, you know, fire shooter, uh can get hot and can take over a game for a little bit. You know, he's not going to be Steph Curry, he's not going to be Klay Thompson, but he's he's going to be a, a borderline all-star if not yes, he you know, is. a CJ a CJ McCollum kind of guy at the least. Why can't he? No, I, I, again, he could. I, I'm saying, at the least, he's C.J. McCollum. At the absolute yeah. least, he's a C.J. McCollum level player, um, and, and he could certainly get better because you know we're already seeing what he's doing at a young age, and no one expected this. So yeah, the guy's taking leaps already. Um, and, no, before- and no one knew Curry was going to be this good. No one knew Thompson was going to be this good. So he is in a culture, and I mean this not in that trite, overused way, but those guys have had a scoring. Uh, technical culture on the way to do it. And if he wants to be any, if I was a shooter, I'd be telling my agent, get me to golden state. I don't care if I'm the 12th man, because that's where I'm going to learn how to perfect my game. If I'm a shooter and those guys have perfected the quick release dagger type of shooting. And uh, it's, it is so beautiful to watch. Not to be uh, well, I'm I'm on with you, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. But two of those guys were lottery picks. One of those guys was at the very back of the first round. I'm, that's that's the difference between projecting what Jordan Poole because he's already taken a big jump. But you know, Clay Thompson was you know like the tenth pick overall, and Steph Curry was the seventh pick overall. Twenty guys? You're talking twenty guys difference? Uh, yeah, I am. But well, the NBA that's a big difference usually. That's all I'm saying. The guy, the guy who gets picked twenty eighth, you're getting picked, you're getting sandwiched around, th- you know, four Lithuanians who never actually play in the league. It's, I mean, it's just that's just the fact of the NBA draft. I'm just that's just, and they're all, it's all Spurs picks, but that's 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 the fact of the matter. Yeah, they're all going to the Spurs. <laughs> um, before we before we move on, really quick, I wanted to touch on one of the games we we uh, have missed in the interim, when that was obviously Devin Booker gets super hot in the first quarter, goes down with a hamstring sprain. They yes. lose the game to the Pelicans, a game we that you know we just didn't expect that to happen. And then it no. comes out earlier today, people thought maybe he misses a ga- two games. Comes out today that it's potentially two to th- it's it's a, it's, a, it's at least a week, maybe two weeks before he's he's healthy to play a game again. And it's obviously a pretty severe uh, hamstring tear. My guess is, if you looked at the back of his leg, you'd probably see bruising. blood. You know, you'd see bruising, hematoma. I think we like to call it in the emergency room. Um, I watched a lot of ER back in the day. Uh, the uh, And I've also had pretty badly torn hamstring. Mm-hmm. And um, if he if it's as bad as it, it sounds like, two weeks would be really optimistic. Yeah, that's wild. 
Yeah, so so I mean that completely changes that series. Listen, yeah. if Chris Paul is healthy, they they that's not it's not going to be a problem. It's going to go longer than they than than we thought. It's going to go six or seven. But I just I think the Suns are just everything about them, the defense, the offense. It's so cohesive. They they play such a team game. Listen, they're going to miss Booker. There's no doubt, but they can weather the storm. All right, we didn't we didn't talk about this before we came on. I'm just going to throw a one quick hitter at you. Who's been the best performer in the playoffs so far, two weeks in? I'm going to go with uh, – it's Anthony Edwards or Brandon Ingram because they're yeah. they're winning games they're winning games for teams you didn't expect and they're doing it in extremely impressive ways. I mean Brandon Ingram took over that Suns game, that Suns Pelicans game when when you know they were they were losing that one and, and then Anthony Edwards uh you know set a record, you know, for for you know guys in their first playoff game or you know was in the top 5 ever of of guys in their first playoff game in, in his appearance and and he's been such a huge part for the Timberwolves. So those guys stepping in and, and leading their teams the way they have, you know, that's that, that's been the most impressive thing so far for me. I said two weeks, one full week in. Um, I knew you'd give me a good answer, so focus on those guys. The stars are being the stars, and um, we'll see how it goes this weekend. We'll get back together next week. I think a series or two might be over by the time we reconvene. Yeah, there's a good chance. So, so we, we, we let's say we talk on after Monday, there's a good chance Toronto and Philadelphia is done. Boston and Brooklyn could be done by then, and um, Miami and Atlanta, which we didn't talk about, but that's that looks like it could be done as well. So I mean, yeah, yeah we could be looking at three three series probably done. But then the big difference is that you know two days ago it would have been yeah three series three or four series are probably going to be done, Rammer, and the next ones are probably going to wrap up Tuesday. And now it's looking like three series are going to be done, and the next ones are going to wrap up next weekend. Week. So yeah. it, it's it's going to get it's going to get kind of intense here after Game Four. Beautiful. Great stuff, Rock. Good talking to you, and we'll uh, we'll visit again next week. Have a great weekend watching the NBA. You too. Absolutely, Rammer. That's Matt Rocchio. I'm Bob Ramsey. Glad you've been with us. We'll see you at the first of the week on Claims Online. This is the two-man game. At St. Louis Acura, we have over 330 pre-owned vehicles of all makes and models, and all of them are covered by our St. Louis Acura promise and backed by our Better Business Bureau A-plus rating and 30 years in business. We also service all makes and models of vehicles, including glass and bumper repair, paint touch-ups, and full mechanical services from one of our 24 technicians. St. Louis Acura, better than ever for you, no matter what vehicle drives you.